Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. water great <laughs> do you want your headphones up or no no i quite like the headphones okay no, it, makes, it makes it feel very professional yeah do you want volume up or no oh one two hello hello fine i can hear you really loudly okay. and like me okay Maybe so that sums up our relationship pretty well <laughs> it gets a bit hot that's the only other thing so you'll probably get hot but whatever should i take off my jumper is that, <laughs> what, you're, is that what you're suggesting yeah, i'm gonna keep mine on to protect your chap nipples probably <laughs> We had some guests on before. They were the Whitehalls. Jack Whitehall's parents, the comedian. It was in the midsummer. We went to hug at the end. It was like touching Noah's Ark. <laughs> Honestly, Michael Whitehall was so hot and sweaty. I was like, so if you get hot... Noah's Ark's a weird analogy I to I don't pick. know why he said that. Noah's Ark, just full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly damp and absolutely reeking of animal. I don't know. I don't know why. He did. Stank of elephants. Stank, stank of elephant. <laughs> oh. So this is how we begin a podcast. That's great. Yeah. I so this is your job. Yeah, this is my job. It's ridiculous. I, well, listen, we're going to get into it, right? Before we get into it, actually, we have to mention that Sophie isn't here. She's away on holiday for a... Uh, family thing and so I thought for today are you checking your phone as no, I'm just, I was putting it on silent to make sure it wasn't going to interrupt you know, the, oh, flow. the gems you're going to whip out I, I thought I thought if Sophie's not if Sophie's not here <laughs> it's like I just... watching Crocodile Dundee my god an escalator my brother's my brother's headphone what <laughs> like me walking into Soho House. I'm just so out of my element. I'm not normally allowed into these sort of buildings. Oh my God. Sophie's with her parents. Uh, she's Everything's totally fine, but she couldn't do the episode today. So I thought who would be the second best person to get? My older brother, Alexander. <laughs> Alexander Lang. The people have been on various of your podcasts yeah. out of our family. Or am I, like number seven? Oh, yeah, I phoned mum first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I phoned mum first. Yeah. You're married, you've got two kids. And I have no media experience, <laughs> so I will be ideal. <laughs> Should we kick the podcast off? Hello, I'm Jamie Lang. Hello, I'm Sophie Habi. And we met four years ago, and now we are... Getting married. Yeah, that's right, we are. Well, nearly. Well, nearly. Hello everyone, welcome to Nearly Weds podcast, a very special episode. Today on the podcast, we have my brother Alexander, we're going to talk about us as kids. We're doing a wedding catch up, my brother is married with two kids, so hopefully he's going to give me some good advice on what to do and what not to do, all coming up. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm so thirsty because it's so hot. I know. It, the, the thing with the studio is what it's meant to do is it's meant to kind of relax people, but actually I think it does the opposite. I quite like this. Oh, it's nice, no, right? Th- yeah, it's much more relaxing than I thought it would be. How fun is this that I get to sit here with either my fiance Sophie or guests and just have fun and chat to them? Yeah, with no prep. When I phoned you when Sophie and I got engaged. It took me like five minutes to work it, out what you were saying. It took you so long. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't understand. That's because your normal phone calls to me are of, like, questionable interest. So, like, the only reason Jamie ever calls me is to say, either because he's worried about something, or yeah. because he wants to ask a really niche question. Like, <laughs> Zana, who are the Anglo-Saxons? <laughs> and so I have to sort of put up with that sort of crap. And then when he FaceTimes me, I was probably, like, I don't know, cooking chicken or something. <laughs> is that the only reason I phoned you? That's the only reason you ever phoned me. No, it's not. It's for, like, pub quiz knowledge. Which is, or to tell me facts that are just nonsense. Like what? Like, Jamie once rang me to tell me that the reason that maths used to be written in Latin was that so poor people couldn't read it, and so that the rich people could keep control of the country. And he, read, he told me this fact that it was, like, no. a really interesting fact. I was like, that is... One, they couldn't read English back then, let alone Latin. And two, what are they going to do with maths? Like, no, that was because not they, it. Because they know geometry, they're going to overthrow oh. the king. No, that wasn't it. No, what it was, in church, what they used to do is they used to read it in Latin. Maths? What? No, mass. Oh, mass? Yeah, mass. I thought it was maths. Oh, my God. All this time you thought I phoned up and said, in, in church they read maths. Well, that's even more ridiculous. <laughs> no. What the hell are they going to do with maths in English that's going to make them overthrow the king? <laughs> At least maths, you can build a bridge. <laughs> what the hell are they going to do with the catechism? <laughs> they now know they're eating bread and wine. <laughs> what do they think is about chicken? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, the point was, is that I thought because everyone was ruled by the church. And so everyone was a complete fundamentalist. Yeah. So if they didn't understand what the the clergy was saying. The clergy. (laughs) What is it? Clergy. Classic clergy. What is it? The clergy. (laughs) What was it like growing up with me? We were really close. We, well, we were. We, we used to be really close. But we were so close that, like, we'd often go to, you know, like, stay with friends' houses. Or friends would come to stay with us. Mm. And, like, mummy would find the friend, like, alone, yeah. you know, outside. What? And it would just be us two playing together because we couldn't be bothered to involve other people in our games. Are you serious? That what we used to do? Yeah, the whole time. Mm. You wouldn't remember a lot of the games we used to play. No. I, I remember them so well. So, like, there well, was... give them to me. Give them to me. I like these. So, do you remember Timmy? You used to play Timmy? No. You were a boy called Timmy. I was the father. I owned like a sweet shop. Great game. What the yeah, hell? But then like... I was also no, wait, like, hang on. Explain this. So what happened with the Timmy game? We just You were Timmy and I ran a sweet shop. Like there wasn't a huge amount to it. <laughs> what did Timmy do? Ate sweets as far as I can remember. <laughs> Basically, you've grown into Timmy's father. That's what do you do with your time? That's basically what I did. But every swap did I tell you off, I suspect. That was a good one. Like some of them, I remember. To Timmy's father. Yeah, but I was always like the position of authority. I, always. I remember always. once. I remember once coming back, and you were like, "Let's play a game." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll be a school teacher and teach you a lesson about the Civil War." And you were like, "Oh, can we play Timmy?" And I was like, "No, you're going to learn about the Battle of Gettysburg. Get out your book and start writing." And you had to spend. Like, you wrote it down, you wrote it down in your book. I remember that. Yeah. 
And I remember looking it up and being like, this is not right. This is not what I said. <laughs> I remember that. Oh my God, must be the most boring game. I loved it. <laughs> The reason why I started Candy Kittens is because of the stories you used to tell me at night. That's the reason you started Candy Kittens? <laughs> yes. Really? I've told you this. No, but, but it was... What the hell? There were good stories I told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always used to but, tell you stories at night. Of but, okay, firstly, the Jamie reason... And, Jamie and Sweetie Land. I tell the story to everyone and no one believes it. I was scared of the dark, terrified when we lived... You know, I used to always share a room with you. And uh, when I used to go to sleep at night, you would tell me a story of Jamie and Sweet World. Yeah. Because I wasn't allowed sweets. I was this hyperactive kid running around the place. And this whole world of sweets that you had created for me was the reason why I wanted to create a world made of sweets, but sweets didn't damage your teeth. So, I mean, I was ahead of my time. <laughs> if only I'd set <laughs> up, if only I'd thought to set up a sweet company. Did you not know this? No, but I sort of knew, I don't know, you're just always obsessed with sweets. Like yeah. you've always been obsessed because you couldn't have them. Yeah, that's You true. ruined it for the rest of us. Like we weren't allowed, you know, things like Cocoa Pops when we were children. We had to... Or Lucky Charms. Or Lucky, yeah, but no one was allowed Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms are like poison. We weren't allowed those. We weren't allowed Lucky Charms. We had Weetos. Oh. We had Weetos? Yeah, do you remember Weetos? No. Weetos is the crappiest cereal. It's like, it's like that sort of chocolate that doesn't taste of chocolate because it's for people who can't eat chocolate. Why were we not allowed anything? Because of me? Because of you. Because you, and it would be unfair than the rest of us. If we, unfair on you if we could have it and then you couldn't. What were you like as a child compared to what I was like? I think we are quite opposite. But like you mm. say, that's the reason we get on. Um, my wife, who's very wise, always says that the reason we get on so well is all the things we like and we've tried to sort of do well in are the exact opposite. So we've never competed. Mm. We've never had like a reason to sort of clash. Do you think that's why people clash sometimes? I think that's why some siblings struggle. One of the memories that you have of us when a kid, when we were children, was when I wrote that letter and you made me staple it together. Wasn't a letter. You drew a picture. Yeah. So oh what my god! No, so upsetting. Like, there's a few moments in my life that still, like, you know, feel like a dagger to my heart. <laughs> okay, go, go. I remember it so give well. Me, give me the few of them. What are they? I mean, you. It was a shit picture, if we're being honest. It was a really bad picture. And you were just putting like staples randomly in it, as children do. Mm -hmm. And you went to the loo, and I, and you, you folded it over, and you went to the loo, and I stapled the two bits of fold together, <laughs> and you went up and went, <laughs> "Look, mummy," and opened the paper to show her. And it obviously like tore in half because I'd stapled it together and you started crying and I didn't do it because I was trying to be mean. It was like you put a load of staples in. I was like, I'll put a staple. I hadn't like thought of the consequences of my action. There was another time when we had Silly Putty. Yeah, but that was a genuine miscalculation on my part. No, it wasn't. I read that it bounced off water. So, so what happened it in this one? It didn't bounce off water. Yeah, we had, silly, we had Silly Putty. For anyone who doesn't know what Silly Putty was, it was like this flubber type substance, which you could put your fingers in, it would make fart noise. It was like a rubber thing that you would squeeze and mould yeah, and different things. Yeah, it was like sort of, like sort of Play-Doh in a way. It was like Play-Doh. Yeah. And then what happened with it? I told you that if you dropped it down a well, it would bounce back up. So we stood above a well. We stood above a well. I opened the grate. You dropped in the city party. And it was like that thing where you, we, we stood there waiting. It was like, heard the, and I was like, any second now. Any second now. And after about five minutes, like, oh, I don't think it's coming back. <laughs> to be fair, it's what we're, you, if we're, going, if, we're, if we're going on to the stories okay, of things that would drop down stuff. I remember so well being on the loo. Mm -hmm. And you came in and threw my two favorite cars down the loo. <laughs> As I was sitting on it, I don't know, don't know what you were thinking or trying to do. Or how you got past me. What was I? I don't know what I was. What were you doing? What were you no, doing? Don't, why? No, don't do it. What, what were you why doing? Can you why stop did you me? burst into the loo to squeeze your fist past my bum while I was pooing? God knows. Anyway, in these two cars went. And I got, when I got my I was like, Mommy, can you just, you know, fish the cars out of my poo? And Mommy being, you know, 
the casual observer that she was, was like, no, no, if we flush it, the cars will stay and the poo will go. Which shows a rudimentary lack of, you know, physical understanding. Flush the loo and obviously my cars went. Yeah. Never saw them again. It was, very, it was a very <laughs> sad moment. They just went. They just went. But you, as a, you were such a passive child. I I'm was. Still, I'm still quite a passive adult. You're like. really. I'm pass- a pretty passive adult. You're a really passive adult. You were a really passive child until one time I pushed you over the edge and you got a dog brush. <laughs> I pushed you so far once that you got a dog brush. Now a dog brush has metal like spikes yeah metal, metal spikes whatever, to blow, yeah. Blow. you put that on my back and scraped <laughs> scraped it down my back yeah, but, then, but, but i don't think i was like the only time like you always used to push me and push me and push me and then oh I'd, I'd always eventually push me i'd just turn you around and <laughs> thump you on the back and you'd drop like a <laughs> pile of rocks and then i'd get the blame yeah, of course it's outrageous you were bigger and stronger you're two years older than me absolutely outrageous i remember another time i annoyed you so much we were up in scotland and we used to have these arguments but i would push you and push you and push you until you broke and we were at a snooker table and we were playing this like billiards game where you uh, you throw snooker balls against oh, the yeah, thing yeah. and you have to keep it moving. I did something towards you. I hit I hit your hand or something like that. And I was like, ha, I looked away, looked up <laughs> and you had the snooker ball in your hand <laughs> and you just threw it at my head. <laughs> you threw a snooker ball at my head and it hit me in the head. And yeah, it explains everything, doesn't it? <laughs> Jamie used to be the bright one in the family. People say we sound very similar as well. Oh, that's going to be great for a podcast. because so This is literally going to sound like you couldn't get a guest and you're just talking to yourself and pretending that your brother's here. The only time I've ever been mentioned in the press was the Times 2 and I was called Alessandro. So nobody is going to believe you when you're this random brother. Also, as I've mentioned to Jamie a few times, Jamie's always described as the heir to the McVitie's fortune. Yeah. And what the hell does that make me as the elder brother? I'm like the bastard disinherited son. The greatest thing that we had was that we always went on adventures. We yeah. went on adventures all the time. We we buried mayonnaise pots and dig them up and and then smell them and put them on trees to kill the trees. We yeah, had yeah. adventures all the, the time. It's the great thing of being a, a living on a farm. You got given these two motorbikes. It was like, vroom, vroom, vroom. I was like, vroom, vroom, vroom. <laughs> and I, I, I drove up <laughs> and stopped. Dad went, vroom, vroom. <laughs> drove up and stopped right next to me. Vroom, vroom. And then you. You drove up and went to... <laughs> <laughs> drove straight into a wall. <laughs> so I you couldn't handle it. <coughs> I don't you remember. couldn't handle a motor between your thighs. <laughs> I don't remember that. But, but I do remember, like, yours didn't have a clutch and mine had a clutch. Yeah. And I could never work. The... So you would always, like, zoom off and I go, yeah, and you know, like, like you're driving, like, <laughs> so I would sort of go. And oh my god, I actually, I never liked, I hated that motorbike. I genuinely, I never enjoyed it. And you'd be like, let's go. I'm like, oh my god, I've got to like support him emotionally. So I'll get on my sodding bike. Oh. oh. Saddest day of my entire life is when you went to Summerfields. Summerfields was a boarding school, son, when I eight years old. And there was something called the Teddy Bears Picnic, which was when parents could come see their sons, because all boys' school, at the school. And I must have been six years old. Honest, honestly, also thinking about it makes me feel emotional it's so weird so we were at the teddy bears picnic i'm six years old and i remember you walking off and i cried i was crying and i didn't want mum or dad to know that i was upset that you weren't there so i made up and i said oh he looked like he wanted to say goodbye but he couldn't i blamed it on you so that's why i was upset but it was because you were gone 
Yeah, and you got to go home with your parents. <laughs> Look at the emotional it? damage of the eight-year-old boy who walks away while his brother weeps behind him. I had it two years later. <laughs> I had it two years later. I didn't even want to go. You, do you remember the time that you had the, the Batman outfit and I had the Spider-Man outfit? Oh, yeah, I'd forgotten that. And do you remember when you scared me so much I pooed myself? Do you remember that? No. <laughs> do you know, in the Spider-Man outfit? You, yeah, you jumped and went, Batman! <laughs> <laughs> And I pooed myself, and I was so embarrassed, I went and hid it in the cupboard. <laughs> that, that was a classic childhood move. The amount of pants that I wet and hid, <laughs> hid, hid in the cupboard, like behind a book, that were probably found like four years later. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, cut to many years later. We then lived together in London. There was one time when you came home, what happened? Knowing that Jamie was out, I heard a voice upstairs. I was like, That's, who the hell could that be? So I went into the room. There was just a girl in your bed. <laughs> what was that? She was on the phone. She was like, don't worry about me. I'm just a randomer in your house. And being British, instead of being like, yes, you fucking are. Oh, can I say fuck on this? I don't <laughs> yeah, know. You can, you can swear. Like, yes, you fucking are. What the hell are you doing in my house? <laughs> being British, I was like, oh, lovely. Um, would you like a cup of tea? <laughs> and then she was like, no, I'm just going to stay here. And I was like, is Jamie in? She's like, no, he's just, he's just nipped out. Yeah, hey, I gone. So I was like, okay, fine. Like, Jamie's yeah. just nipped out. Maybe he's gone, I don't know, to the corner shop. Yeah. Rang you and you, and I was like, you know, there's a girl in our house. And you were like, oh my God, she's still there. <laughs> this was, I came back, this was me coming back from work at like 6 p.m. And you were like, I was like, when did you leave? I was like, I left at eight, eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Enough chat about our lives. We got to get on to the most important thing. It's time for what we like to call listeners' messages. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com I want to say a big thank you to every single person. So there's a lot of people who listen to this. A surprising amount of people. A surprising amount of people listen to a this. A perplexing amount of people. Huge <laughs> amount. I want to say a big thank you. We read all of the emails. We read all of the DMs. If we don't respond to you or haven't read out your message, I promise you we see it and it will come at some point. Please keep sending them in. We absolutely love them. I have an email from Lauren Woodhull. The title is Ruin Disney. And this comes from a story that Sophie told from the listeners messages where they were in um benedorm and they're in a club and the club then turned into a sex party <laughs> so this is an email about that <laughs> lauren says hey sophie and jamie just catching up on episode 24 and heard the story about sticky vicky in benedorm when we were there about four years ago with my now fiance at sticky, at sticky vicky sticky vicky when we were there no no this is the key i'm continuing the email sorry <laughs> when we were there <laughs> sorry <laughs> when we were there about four years ago with my fiance my now fiancé, it had hit midnight-ish. And we were about ready to leave to go back to the hotel until we heard, ladies and gentlemen, stick around for our late night entertainment. 
Mickey and Minnie have Segway sex. So obviously we had to stay. Lo and behold, it was exactly as titled. Out came two people dressed in full-on Disney-style mouse costumes with the big heads on on Segways. <laughs> they had the Disney voices of Mickey and Minnie dirty talking to each other and spent the next 20 minutes wheeling around the dance floor <laughs> back up to each other to have sex or Minnie speeding over to take his trousers down. <laughs> the grand finale was Minnie crouched down on her Segway in the middle with Mickey finishing on, on her back as she whisked around. <laughs> oh, oh, my, my God. God. There was then literally a quick mop down on the dance floor before the DJ encouraged us to get back on the dance floor, which we all did. <laughs> oh, my God. That opens your eyes to Disney. Oh, that is just fabulous in every single way. But uh, do you want to read one? I don't know after that. You, you're going to have to. You're going to have to. This next one is from Charlotte Lee on Instagram. And she has told us about a dilemma with bridesmaids. The bride had decided she was going to have her six closest friends as her bridesmaids. The groom, however, had two sisters who were shocked to find out they weren't going to be part of the bridal party. However, the bride stuck to her decision and left the groom to explain to his sisters that she wanted to keep her bridal party as her closest girlfriends. Fast forward to the wedding, and the bride turns up with her bridesmaids to find out that the two sisters <laughs> had gone and bought the identical bridesmaid dresses, self-proclaiming themselves as bridesmaids, bouquet of flowers and all. Oh. My. God. That is. If that happened at your wedding... I thought for a second I thought they were going to turn up in the in the wedding dress. That would have been that would have been a much stronger call. You turn know, up in the wedding dress. So do you know this is genuinely true that mm -hmm. the tradition is that in the year after your wedding yeah. you can turn up to any wedding wearing your wedding dress. Actually, I love that. Are you sure that's can true? Can you imagine? Can you imagine <laughs> the shit that would go down <laughs> if anyone pulled that? And they turn up. What? I'm allowed to do it. What? <laughs> it's tradition. It's tradition. Deal with it. Suck it. I love that. Okay, here we go. We got another one. So this is from Megan Bonner. We talk a lot about food poisoning. We talk a lot about poo on this podcast because a lot of stories come up. So Megan, thank you so much for the story. Are you ready, Sander? Let's go. I recently attended a wedding overseas in a country where getting food poisoning slash stomach bug is common and caution is advised when eating and drinking. The night before the wedding, there was a rehearsal dinner which had devastating consequences <laughs> on the actual wedding day. The entire bridal and groom's party ended up with food poisoning. It was so bad that one groomsman fainted in the middle of the ceremony. The groom missed the he wedding... Fainted. He fainted. The groom missed the wedding meal as he was being sick and other members of the family ate nothing but bread rolls, rice or chips as their stomachs couldn't handle much else. The food poisoning went on for nearly a week. So my advice is pick a low-risk meal for a pre-wedding. So this yeah. is actually not that dissimilar okay. from my wedding. Wait, what happened to your one? Oh my, yes! This is, this is not that dissimilar. So we, we, had, yes. we had like a, fam, a nice, like my last moment, you know, as a sort of single man in the laying family, we had a laying family meal. Mm -hmm. which, and the laying family is so massive. It was this massive meal. And for some rogue reason, we had fish paste or something it was like some yeah. sort of fish patty that is a paste weird thing, thing to have it's for a really rogue decision really rogue decision luckily thank god i wasn't i wasn't on the tainted bowl our little sister emily. our little sister emmy was up all night and jonathan was up all night emily was it was like she's being murdered in the bathroom she yeah. was screaming so much and i was so tired i was like please just go to sleep 
please. And she was like, oh, I've just got... And then it was just no, wretching. Ultimately, she was in her, like, I'll just... Please, let us not be happy to Xander. <laughs> let me take this one. I'll take this bullet for him. And she was asking for an ambulance at one point. <laughs> she always asked for an ambulance. Emily's been in more ambulances. Than She's m- like, this isn't right. <laughs> this isn't right. Okay, we have one more listener's message, which is from Laura Wiley which is about wedding cakes. Thank you, Laura. It says, Hi, Jamie and Sophie. I'm loving the podcast. When we were planning our wedding and discussing the plans for the day, my husband asked, what point did we have to blow out the candle on our wedding cake? I was baffled. He generally believed our cake would be wheeled out and there would be a candle we would blow out together as a couple. Then on the big day, right off the speech, a man whips out our cake at the venue to light the candle and sang Happy Wedding Day to us to the tune of Happy Birthday. So we blew out the candle together. That's nice. Isn't that nice? Better than someone bursting out the cake topless, (laughs) which would make for a great (laughs) wedding. Thank you so much to everyone who's written in. We absolutely love all of the messages that we said. Please, please continue to write us anything at all that you want to have read out on the podcast, any Hindu, stag do's, uh, maid of honors stories, anything at all, send it to at nearlyweddspodcast uh, on Instagram or contact at nearlyweddspodcast.com on email. Sana, that's the end of listeners' messages. Okay. We got to get into wedding. You've been married four years, six years, but yeah, close. <laughs> yeah, so it was a good guess. My child is four, so <laughs> that was as a bold assumption of why we got married. But yeah, okay. I'm getting married next year. What do I have to expect? What from, happened at your from marriage or the wedding? Well, I think from marriage. Marriage. My my honest view is that marriage like doesn't. Ch- especially once you've had children, you realize how much children changes things. Getting married isn't like the big change, especially if you've lived together with beforehand. Like it almost changes the perspective, I think. Like someone once said to me, and I think it's quite true that before you get married, you're on the same side. Then once you get married, you're on the same team. Mm -hmm. And so you sort of suddenly start thinking like when you make a plan for a few years, you know, in the future, you're suddenly thinking about your like yourselves as a sort of team doing it. Yeah. Whereas instead of like trying to incorporate, you know, your other half in that plan. But basically, I don't think marriage changes a huge amount. It's my personal view. How did you propose to Sophie, my sister-in-law, your wife? Bloody romantically. Give it to me, go. So we were planning to go to Rome. Yeah. Few mishaps on the way. So yeah, so our flight to Rome on Mm. the day, literally when we were in the airport was cancelled because Rome airport burnt to the ground, Mm -hmm. which was a bad omen. The ring was found by the security guards in my sock, in the bag. (laughs) So I was like, oh, so if you just go to like Boots, she was like, no, I'll I'll wait with you while your bag is like, I was like, go to Boots, we need the shampoo, (laughs) the flight. No, I basically played upon her terror of missing a flight. Like we got like only an hour to go. There's no time to get to Boots. So I was like, oh my God, I've got to go. So I'd like, I had to get past the ring in my bag thing. Yeah. And then, then the flight was cancelled. Mm. And, but that, honestly, that was the moment that I was like, this is, I'm marrying the right woman because Sophie is, she was just so on it. Mm. And they, we all got a met, we were all waiting in the queue at the gate and everyone got this text message being like, your flight is cancelled. Like they said nothing more than that. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like standing there just like asking each other, like, what, you know, is this happening? And Sophie just went into mission mode and she was like, people are like sheep. They won't do anything until they're told we have to go now. And so what? we, yeah, yeah, and so we just absolutely legged it to the desk, mm-hmm. and we were like, "What's the first flight to the nearest place on the road?" And it was to Naples, which is like an hour's drive. Mm-hmm. 
And so it was like, we want a refund for our flight. We want a ticket to Naples now. And they were like, okay. Oh okay. my God. Yeah, yeah. You would have been the sheep. You would have just followed. I, I am such a sheep. Yeah, you would just follow. Okay, so, let's Sophie, do that. Sophie is the shepherd in our marriage. So then you get out there, what happens? So we went out there on like a Friday and we were doing like Friday to Sunday sort of thing. And I planned to do it on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. But like this amazing morning in the Vatican Saturday morning. And we had like this awesome lunch. And as we were walking back, I was like, why would I bother waiting? Like, this has been such a perfect day. And also I was like, the whole thing was making me a bit nervous. And I was like, it's kind of like an overhang. Mm. So I, I planned to do it in like these, these beautiful gardens in the North Rome. And I was like, just screw that. We can do it at our hotel. And our hotel had this like awesome sort of roof terrace. And so we went up there and it actually just like, I could have like paid for the guy. There was like a guy below playing the guitar in the square. Oh my God. And um, I had this sort of grand plan. They gave us like this complimentary bottle of champagne yeah. from the hotel. I was like, what I'll do is I will say, oh, we got to keep the bottom, pour out the glasses, but I, I got to keep the bottom in the shade. So put it in the shade underneath the sofa, but on her other side. Yeah. And so at some point I'd be like, oh, some more champagne. And to get to the champagne, I'd have to like get on my knee in front of her to reach oh out my under, God, the champ- that's great. under the sofa. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to ask a series of questions. So I'll go, would you like some champagne? She's going to say yes. Are you happy? She's going to say yes. Will you, do you love me? She's going to say yes. Will you marry and then you me? did it. Except... She was waffling on about Gladiator. So it didn't, it actually went, would you like some champagne? Yes. But what we're going to do in the Coliseum, I was like, okay, enough of that. Are you happy? <laughs> yeah. And, but, and then after, I was like, no, 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 no. Let's focus on the questions here. We're on a roll. Oh my God. And then you, and then you did it and it all happened. It's just, it all happened. isn't it such a cool moment? It's a great moment. It's like, you almost feel like you're, you're floating. I felt like I was falling off a cliff. The third question out of the five, I was like, oh God, it's too late now. I've, I've committed. Yeah, you've gone into you're it. Like, you know, you sort of that thing where you start to like, oh, like on a slide, you start going down the slide. You're like, oh, oh, oh my God, it's too late, it's too late, it's too late, it's too late. And then you can go to it. But yeah, then yeah. when you do it, there's something just so magical about it. My brother's wife is called Sophie. My future wife is called Sophie. So they're both called Sophie. But both our Sophies are our best friends. So it's just the greatest thing yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. And, and when I told you that I was marrying Sophie, were you, did you know that it was potentially going to happen when I was in a relationship with her? I thought it was, well, I, well, well firstly, I thought it was going to be on the cards because you get on very, very well. I also suspect it was on the cards because you kept asking me like probing questions like, how did you feel when you proposed? Or like, does getting married like make you whatever, close, feel good, closer yeah. or whatever? I was like, right, so I'm pretty sure I've pretty sure I can guess what's, what's happening It's here. just, but then also, we obviously were planning this whole wedding and things like that. Your wedding was in the UK. My wedding is going to be in Spain. I feel like a UK wedding is much easier. Yeah, it's a lot easier. It's so much easier. <laughs> so there is much. there is like so much headache. There's so much headache with a wedding anyway. Yeah. Like, oh my God, to worry about the guests, to worry about the food, to worry about the drinks, to worry about the speeches. Your speech was one of the greatest speeches ever. It was so funny. I'm freaking out about that. <laughs> Yours just you just stood on like a cool hill and did it to people. I have a whole set. Mine's like a stage, I think, and a microphone. Yeah, but we had quite a sort of. It was quite pared back. Yeah, like it was. We only had the marquee. We were quite lucky because we did it at Sophie's house. It was like her parents' house. Yeah, best way. Um, so in the countryside, like the day we were so lucky with the weather. Like every wedding it goes wrong like the week before it was snowing mm-hmm. literally the week before in april it was snowing and we were like well this has ruined everything so we almost moved the marquee to where we were going to do the reception because we were like well we're not gonna be outside so we might as well have the reception inside the marquee i went down like two days before and i arrived and Sophie was like none of the drains are working so like literally <laughs> none of the drains like if you flushed a loo water would like bubble up <laughs> out of these drains and yeah. i was like oh it can't be that bad because it's just water so I was like, I'll just lift up, just lift up the drain to see what's in there. And literally there was like, you know, five human poos floating around in there. 
I was like, oh, this is so not ideal. Like, it's astronomically bad. Oh and we, we, amaz- we amazingly managed to get this like pumping company to come and literally like suck everything out of the system. It was so bad. Was it the greatest day of your life? It's an awesome day. It's an awesome. It's the only day where I genuinely felt like a rock star. Like everyone wanted to talk to me. Everyone was pleased when I did talk to them. They never felt like if I like you know had went off to talk to someone else. They they felt like basking in my glow that they yeah. were able to talk. Much easier being the groom. Much like as the groom, okay, you're a rock good. star. As the bride, you're like a magnet. You walk into the room and everyone like sucks to you, and you can't do anything. That's and you must advice. get so bored, but because every question is. Like brides walk around the room and being like, yes, yes, I was nervous. Oh, thank you. The dress does look nice. Yes, no, I I was a bit nervous. Oh, thank you. No, the dress does look nice. And it's, you know. Give me a a do and a don't for the wedding day. One tip that you can give me that is really good. Um, Go through with it. Don't get cold feet. That's (laughs) That's a great one. That really ruins. That really ruins (laughs) the wedding. That's a great one. Okay, give me one don't. Don't get drunk. Don't. Uh, so don't get drunk is like you say that's Classic, a joke, right? but actually genuinely you genuinely don't need to get drunk you're on such an emotional high and i think a lot of people like kind of misinterpret almost the emotional high is like this is an awesome party and they get smashed and like something like only 25 percent of marriages are consummated on the on the wedding night because everyone's too drunk because everyone's quite drunk there's no need to get that drunk there really isn't i think that's actually quite a good tip love that idea but before we go into our usual game, which we play at the end, which is called Reverse Mr. and Mrs., where we ask a question and you have to answer it. I've got a question to ask you. Will you be one of my ushers? Oh, butter. Of course. What do you do, butter? I love that. I mean, I mean, it goes without saying, obviously, you're you, are, you are one of my ushers. <laughs> like, is that not a surprise? Jamie, why was... wasn't I your best man? Why, are you, why, am, I, why am I not yours? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't, didn't trust you. <laughs> Jamie... Jamie turned up on my wedding day as an usher. So, you know, he wasn't best man, but he was, you know, on show. He was meant to be sort of yeah. guiding people to the church. Um, he forgot his, his like nice shirt. So he was wearing a shirt that couldn't be done up at the top button. And he was, he'd forgotten his black shoes. So he was wearing like, what can only be described as like suede cowboy <laughs> boots. And he forgot his trousers. So he was wearing like tight black jeans. So, I mean, Jamie described himself as looking like a gay cowboy. And <laughs> that was a pretty apt description. But, uh, I love you with all my heart. Thank you for being my usher. Thank you for always supporting me, for always being there. You're the greatest brother I could ask for. Thank you, brother. Should we play reverse Mr. and Mrs.? Let's do it. I cut you off. What were you about to say? I was about to say, you're all all right. (laughs) Okay, good. Let's play reverse Mr. and Mrs. So in the game of reverse Mr. and Mrs., at the moment... We are drawing. It's 2-2. However, there's a forfeit. Whoever loses this has to get a tattoo on themselves or whatever the other person wants. So if Sophie loses, she has to get a tattoo of my choosing on her. Oh, my God. It's big. We're doing it on the podcast. So you're sitting (laughs) here for Sophie right now. I'm going to ask a question. That is a huge responsibility. Yeah, I'm going to ask a question. And um, 2-2 at the moment. Big. Question is, who is our favorite family member? It's not the person we most love. It's our favorite family member. (laughs) So why don't you guess mine? Here we go. Three, two, one. What is mine? George. That is a great shout. Yeah, I, I'm loving George at the moment. Yeah, I just feel there's a lot of love there. There's right a now. lot of love there. He's just broken his collarbone. Uh-huh. I, well, I sort of felt like, you know, he's going through like a My, time, a time, a time of your life that was a big moment for you. He's yes. done the same camp at which you like yes. ruined your dreams, basically. Yes. You know, he's All just turned 18. Big moment, you know, sort of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, got it right, you got it right there. Okay. I reckon yours is our mother. I was actually genuinely going to say you. What? Yeah, yeah. No! 
I, I was serious. And that's not just to play on the emotional heartstrings. That I is was, quite a nice one, Barney. Yeah, I was just thinking of that. That's because you're on the podcast. It took pod- me quite a while to think <laughs> of it. It took me ages. I really had to weigh up the pros and the cons. Oh my God. Well, listen, it's a bittersweet for me. I lose the round, which means you've won for Sophie. Sophie is 3-2 up at the moment. Very strong. But also it's a moral victory. But uh, I love you. That's the end of Reverse Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> What we like to do, Sander, is we end our podcast on a wedding favour. These are little tricks, tips, hints, ideas that we can have for a wedding. And I have a wonderful one from Zoe underscore Jewelry on Instagram who sent it in, who says, Hey, Sophie and Jamie, I love your podcast so much. And me and my boyfriend have been listening since day one. I currently run a small sustainable jewellery business called Zoe Jewelry. I mostly make spoon rings, which are upcycled from spoons. Fun fact about the history of these rings is that years ago, servants would steal spoons from their masters and make them into rings to use at their wedding. Slash engagement rings as they would not be able to afford real rings. Love that. Isn't that cool? Love that. Is that great? That's brilliant. Do you like that? Love it. Zoe Jewelry. Go and yeah. check them out. Uh, listen, if you want to get in touch with any wedding favours, any stories, anything at all, remember, we would love to hear from you. It's super simple. Our email is contact at nillywedspodcast.com or slide into our our DMs on Instagram at Nilly Weds Podcast. We'll be back next week on Monday for another episode where Sophie will return or I'll call up my brother Alexander again and you can come on. Did you have fun? I loved it, butter. Butter, I love you. Love you too, butter. Anyone getting married, good luck. Anyone getting engaged, good luck. Anyone having relationship excitement? <laughs> Anyone having relationship difficulties? <laughs> good, luck. good luck. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs> Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com